0: I was saying that this afternoon I'm going to preach in Spanish because it's just a bit easier for me. But uh, seeing there's only two people that got that, I better switch back to English. It's great to see you all. You having a good day so far? Yeah. We're going to look into this um, huge topic, taking on Jesus' joke and uh, uh, yoke. And um, yeah, it's not a joke at all. You see why I wanted to do it in Spanish? I told you. I know you bear with me. You're good guys. Thank you. Um, yes, and uh, looking into the, the heart of, of the Father and the heart of God for us and really um, seeing how does that relate to us as a church and we, what do we do about it and, and how do we focus on this. And and I want us to start looking at uh, a very well-known verse, but if you can turn in your Bibles to John Three sixteen, that would be fantastic. Three sixteen, glory. You got it? For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him we might be saved. And uh, I was thinking just, just before coming up, um, I mentioned this before, but just came into my heart again. What what would be, you think, a bigger sacrifice? To to sacrifice yourself or to sacrifice the person you love the most in this world? What do you think would be the bigger sacrifice? For me, if you ask me, uh, for my newborn daughter, she's now seven months. Well, for me, it's a lot easier to sacrifice myself than to sacrifice her. I wouldn't blink. I wouldn't even think twice. But to sacrifice her. For someone else. For something else. For, for anything really. I don't know if I can bring myself to do that. Yet this is how our God show us. His love. And hopefully this message will. Will help you see that heart of God. And that heart of Jesus. That Heart that made him take that yoke, which is salvation, which is to follow through in this discipleship with you and I. And as we take this journey together, we'll get to see and get closer to who he is. Jesus loves us so much himself that he was willing. He was willing to come to this earth, to go through life, to be, to leave everything that He was as the Godhead behind, to die for us, to reconcile us with the Father, to make sure that we were walking in the plan that God had ordained for us, in which we had fallen short in Adam. And He came and brought people to Him and disciple them and prepare them and spend time with them and when he was about to go back to heaven he sent someone in John 14:16 it says and i will ask the father this is jesus and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. Jesus' commitment to our lives is for all eternity. He says that He, the Holy Spirit, will be with us forever, guiding us, comforting us, every step of the way. And if this this is who Jesus is, and if this is who God is, and He has shown us such love, I wonder what this love will encourage us to get into. I wonder what this love will make us do for others that we also love. We have another example in the Bible, the example of Ruth. And if you want, you can turn to Ruth 2, verse 5 to 12. We're going to read quite a bit from there. Ruth's story is that he's a Moabite. She's a Moabite. She's not from the people of Israel, and she's there. loses husband, and it's only her mother-in-law. And she's about to leave, and they do leave. They come back to Israel, her mother in law land. And they are very poor in a very dear situation, and they are thinking, "Well, I will go after the harvester and get whatever I can from the harvest just to eat something." And, and this is, you know, something they used to do back then. So, from verse five, it reads: Boaz asked the overseer of his harvester who the young woman belonged to, pointing to Ruth. The overseer replied, She is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please, let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here for morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz, the owner of the land and a far relative, said to Ruth, My daughter, Listen to me, don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the woman who worked for me. Watch the field where watch the field where the men are harvesting, I'll follow along after the woman. I have told the men to not lay a hand on you, and whenever you are thirsty, Go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face on the ground, and she asked him, Why have you found such a favor in your eyes that you've noticed me, a foreigner? And Boaz replied, I have been told about all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband how you left your father and your mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know, know before. May the Lord repay you for that, what, what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. We can see how after her courage and her love for her mother-in-law to look after her, Ruth although being in a desperate situation, finds favor. And one of the things that we get every time we get close and walk close to what God has called us to do, which is to love one another, among other things, is that we get favor from Him. You know, maybe you don't have to leave all of your land and get attached to someone. But sometimes there are seasons in your life where the people around you need you. And I want to put this in a little bit of a more structured context here in the church. Because last week we were talking about winning the souls for Christ. And then the next thing, of course, is to look after them. To be a Ruth to those people that have just come to know Christ. And they need intensive care. They are like little babies just born. And, you know, it's not all about just saving people if we're going to leave them alone the next day. It's about learning to walk with them, alongside them, to take them to the next step in knowing Jesus. And let me tell you, even if you are a day older in the Lord, you have something to share with someone. Don't put yourself down. So many times we find ourselves thinking, what do I have to give? Well, can you love someone? Then you, you, can, you have a lot to give. If you can love someone, if you can be and reflect Christ to them in that way. You see, Naomi, uh, Ruth, sorry, did a lot. She, she left her family. She left her land. She left her people. And maybe God is asking you to do that for someone, to leave a lot, to leave a lot behind, to make a sacrifice. Let me encourage you that will not go unseen by the Lord. It says in Matthew twenty twenty seven. Jesus called them together and said, Do you know what the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them? Lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man, that's Jesus, did not come to serve, to be served, sorry, but to serve, and to give his life, As a ransom for many. When we spend time when what we call in this church consolidating something, we are being like Jesus to someone. We are serving them in the most personal and deep way possible. When you get alongside someone and you choose to love them when you know There's still issues they have to deal with in their life. When you know there are small babies in the Lord and in the faith. And they need to be fed a lot of milk. But you choose to be there. Consolidation is, if I can define it, is the care and attention. It's that yoke of Jesus that we should give to new believers. In order to reproduce in them Christ's character. Consolidation. In consolidation, we ensure that new believers are filled with God's purpose in their life, so that they may bear fruit. As Pastor Colin was talking about it this morning, in uh, John 15 says, uh, 15:16 says, "You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain." That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He might give you. So what are the objectives of spending a loving life, a life of looking after others? Why do we go for it? Well, when we look after new believers, we have to bear in mind how much God values them And we have to understand that the same price, which is the blood of the Lamb, was paid for them. We need to be aware that we need to reproduce Jesus' character on them. So we need to be an example. We cannot just talk the talk without walking the walk. It's just not going to work, especially with new believers. I don't know how many of you have noticed, but they are the first people... That will not take any of your acting. You cannot be fake around new believers. They will pick it up from the mile off. If you're trying to fake care and fake love, you are doomed, my friend. They will smell you and run away. And we just let a a newborn baby run out in the street. We know it's not going to be long before they get run over by a car or something worse. Be truthful. Show them Jesus. And also, one of the goals is to keep them in the community of the body of Christ. Because we don't have all the answers. I don't know if you had that experience, but when you get sometimes when a new believer, they ask you so many things. And you can feel sometimes overwhelmed because you don't know how to answer everything. But if they are in the presence of God and they are in the community of the believer, they are your brother and sister around you, which can help you. And most importantly, there is the Holy Spirit that can speak directly to their hearts. If they are isolated, if they are far away, if they don't want to come, if, if you don't encourage them to come to church and to be in community or cell, then it's going to be harder for you to, to, to deal and help them. And of course, the end goal is to make them disciples, to make them followers of Jesus that wholeheartedly will, will go after. But you know, it's difficult. It's not an easy task. It's called a yoke because it takes effort and it's not necessarily the most natural thing that we will choose for ourselves or the most comfortable thing. In Galatians 4 9, We read, my dear children, Paul writes, for whom I am again in pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. How I I wish to be with you now and change my tone because I am perplexed about you. He says, for whom I am again in pain of childbirth. Implying I was in pain of childbirth, in prayer, in intercession for you in order to get saved. And now I am again and again going through those difficult situations in my life. Praying you through so that Christ is formed in you. This, what Paul is showing us, should be the commitment... That we should have for those new believers that are around us. See, we spoke not long ago about prayer here at the 2.30. And we look into the the, the different aspects of prayer and the depth and how you can pray um, for different things and at different times. And to learn to discern that and to learn to go to God. When... You're talking about a new believer. The battle rages and it's hard. I, I've been reading again and again this, this, this verse in the Bible that says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. And we know it doesn't mean in a literal sense that we had to go around waging war or punching people or picking fights with people. That's not what it's about. But that the kingdom of heaven is not a nice, the, the, the kingdom in the, which we live, where the heavens here in the earth are suffering between the tension between the evil and the good. And when we are waging war in prayer, those childbirth pains that Paul is referring to, we need to be conscious that that is what's happening. that is battle being waged for a soul in the spiritual realm. And you, you that are around that person, yes, guess what? It's your assignment. That's why God placed you there. And we need to get connected with this heart of Christ for people. You see, we, we, we preachers come up here and tell you, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. You need to love more, you need to preach more, you need to look after people more. But how many of us know that when we know the love of Jesus, when we spend time in His presence, when we know how much He loves us, not because I just read it to you from a verse in the Bible, But because you've experienced it in your life, loving other other people, making efforts, spending time in prayer for them becomes a lot easier. Becomes something which is what you want to do and not a burden. Paul here in Galatians, he's saying, oh, I wish I could talk to you in another manner. But I have to continue to do this. And he's writing a letter because he loves this church of Galatian. He really loves them with all his heart. He has invested so much. He has spent so much time. He wants to see Christ form in them. As Christ was formed in him. And as other people spend time forming Christ in him. And as the love of God worked in his heart. He wants that same thing for others. How many of us know that when we have a good thing, we want to, you know, give it to the people we love? Isn't that so? And in fact, sometimes when we know of a good thing and we don't like someone at work or something like that, it has something to do with that, we figure out how to do something that they don't know, and we try to keep it for ourselves because we don't like them, so we don't want them to know. But the people we like, we tell them. And and there's no magic trick, people of God. It's not just that pray for you and you suddenly start loving people. It has to come from that experience of Him who loves you. So I really want to encourage you to spend time in His presence. To get to know God personally. To get to know Jesus through His Spirit and the things that He has done for you through His Word. In the New Testament, we see how in the book of Acts, this was practiced. If you want to turn to Acts 2.41... He gives us a little snapshot of how on how things were done back there where everybody was excited about Jesus and and they could see the love of Jesus in the disciples so so obvious that they will follow them just as they the disciples themselves followed Jesus and left everything where they were. In Acts 2 41 reads. Those who accepted his message, this is when Peter was preaching his message, was baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, all the believers were together and, everything in, and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Every day. They brought bread in their homes and ate together. And with glad and sincere hearts, Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people, of all the people, and the Lord added to the to the to their number daily those who were being saved. It's amazing how salvation was immediately turned into baptism. It was like automatic. Okay, you 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 accepted Christ? Okay, this is the next step. Come on, let's get baptized. They didn't waste a minute. They knew they had to... love people, the new people, these 3,000, into obedience straight away. Because that set them on the path that then they should walk. So... Do you say you believe in God? Do you say you believe in Jesus? Come on, come and get baptized. baptized. Show us all publicly what you believe. Push them to the next step of making a public declaration of the faith. And they got filled with the Spirit at that moment. And they started teaching and coming. They said, All will come to the courts. Of the temple every day to hear. Are you prepared? I mean, come on. If you come to KT, you have to be. We have so much teaching here that as soon as you open your mouth, all of that will start to flow out, believe me. You know more than what you think you know. You are more ready than what you think you are. If you think, Maybe I need to do the evening certificate. Yeah, go for it. Do it. But you have enough now to go and speak to someone about Christ. And to guide them through in what we call here the consolidation process. To get that soul, the first steps established in Christ. To show them the love and the character of Christ in those first few stages Of the Christian life is so important and so key. For Paul was anaya. For many of the big ministries that we see ministering around the world and making a difference. I don't know if you notice, but every time when they tell the testimony is how they got saved. And who walked them through that. What is the most important thing in their lives when they tell the testimony. Who was the person that was next to them at those days when they didn't understand anything, not even the decision they just made, but that person that stood with them? Maybe in your life you still remember that person and you'll never forget them. Because they know, you know they loved you unconditionally as Jesus would have done. There's also a call to holiness. They continue steadfastly in the breaking of bread. And to come to communion as we came this morning, we have to come with a clean heart, remembering and leaving everything at the feet of the cross once again. I would even dare to say that the very fact of communion and remembering what Christ did for us, it is a cleansing act in itself. And also they continue in prayer. We need to get alongside them and teach them to pray. Help them along in the new steps. And as you know, we have books and books about it. Of course, in the book, People with a Passion, Colin was waving this morning. You can see there how you can help new believers. If you want a smaller more on science, to the point, it's a consolidation groups book that we have. But... As I say earlier, that comes out of a heart that understands the yoke of Jesus. That understands what was his burden. His burden when he yes, he died for all mankind, he he saved them all, but then he said this is not the end. Salvation is only the beginning. And I will send you the most capable person to help you in the next steps the Holy Spirit to be with you. But we, as co workers, as little Christ as we are Christians, we have our part to play. Amen. You know, K.D. is not the church that you come and sit around for an hour on Sunday or two and then go home and forget about it. We like to take responsibility. We like to take the call of the Spirit of Jesus and go to the next level the best way we can. And I'm telling you, you're doing a great job at it. I just want to encourage you along the way. And if you have lost that love for people, if you got, got burned, by trying to help people and didn't go the way you thought it was going to be. If you have hurt or anything in your heart, I really want to encourage you, that is negative, to lay before his throne. To come into his presence and say, Jesus, this was your yoke. This was part of the reason why you came to earth. To see that every believer will live a life in abundance. Not just to give us a ticket to heaven. And for us to show that love, for us to be able to be in that place where a new believer is coming to Christ and we are able to help them along, let me tell you, it's a great privilege. And if God and the Holy Spirit would use you for that, there is favor waiting for you. As we saw in Ruth's story. There is favor in his eyes. And of course, there is the joy of seeing someone uh, that was walking in darkness, walking in the light. And that hopefully will go and do the same one day for someone else. Amen. I want us to bow our heads and we're going to do a prayer together. Jesus, I pray for every person here that maybe is str- struggling with this, Lord. Maybe they had a bad experience trying to help someone that had come to Christ. Maybe it wasn't easy, Lord, and, and they gave up. Maybe, Lord, struggled to love this new believer, Lord, because... There were issues inside of them, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask you that you just pour out your healing and your love upon us. That we might remember the joy of your salvation. And that we may feel that love. That contagious love that you pour on us. Lord, I also pray this for the rest of us. Give us some more. Take us to the next dimension of your love, Jesus. We know there's so much more of you that we have to yet experience and live and show others. But we first need it ourselves. Jesus, release it through your Holy Spirit. That when we come into the secret place this week... It will be different. And it will be different because there will be a new dimension of you and who you are. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And I was reading at the beginning about John 3.16. And how God sacrificed his most precious thing for us. And I want to ask you. Today, if you are new in the church or maybe been coming for a few weeks, but don't know that love that I've been talking about the whole meeting. If you haven't experienced the love of Christ, the love of God through Christ in your heart. If you don't know what it is to be a son of God, if you want to be close to him, closer than you've never been. I guess what I'm asking you is, do you want to accept Christ in your heart as the one who died instead of you and for your sins to reconcile you with God and the Father? If you want this life of love that I've been talking about, I ask you that please you raise up your hand and I want to pray for you. So is there anybody here that wants to receive Christ in their hearts? Please lift up your hands. Give you a second to do that okay fantastic praise the Lord we all believers here today well it's been great to be here with you we will continue with this series uh, next week we're looking into more the meat of making disciples and so thank you very much and thank you Gabriel